And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you You know, I called a distributor last night who has maybe the last new in box prior to the Caribbean, and guess how much they want for it? $35,000. $35,000. And you know what I said to them? I hope you get it. I said, offer $40,000 for the game, and I bet you'll get that. Because rich men, this is a phenomenon, rich men actually want to spend more money on stuff like this because then they think it's worth more money. But on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I want to talk about the other side of the coin. Jersey Jack Pinball and Stern Pinball and Spooky Pinball, they are flying high right now. Anything they make, any new game they make is going to be flying off the shelves. Now, there is a period, as I talked about in the last show, in which there are no new in-box games that are brand new from either one of these companies, these three companies even, right? So where is the boutique pinball world right now? And we know where they're at. And the reason why the title of this show is Pinball Boutique is a Bust is very simply this. These boutique companies that have been around for so many years, they have one goal in mind. They need to get quality products out and they need to ship those games in windows that make sense so they can compete and find some some window of opportunity to sell their products against these juggernaut companies that have it so well figured out okay there's no way around that if you want to sell people pinball machines you have to at least give the customer some confidence that they're going to get their game they're going to get it in a timely manner and they're also going to get their game with some quality behind it and some customer service behind it. Nobody wants to buy a game. Remember when people bought the highway alien machines and they just kept breaking down and then if you owned one, your entire experience was a headache because the game wasn't really engineered well. Okay, so where are we in 2021 with the boutique side of the hobby? The rest of the hobby is doing phenomenally well. But let's talk about the other side of the coin. Now, we can start out this episode if we're going to talk about Boutique being a bust without starting at Deep Root Pinball. Now, I had made a wager that if Deep Root Pinball would ship their Raza machines when they promised them, which was mid-March, that's what Robert said, mid-March, we will see the first Raza shipping to customers. I said if they had hit that deadline, I would donate $1,000 to the Pinball Hall of Fame. I knew it was a really safe bet. Well, luckily the Pinball Hall of Fame got somebody to donate a large amount of money, so they seemingly are going to be okay. But let's talk about what's happening over at Deep Root first. Now, Robert Mueller, as I predicted, would blame it on the weather. And not only that, I knew that they would do something. They would not only not ship in mid-March, but they would come up with another series of excuses. This is the pattern, people. We've seen this pattern before with Andrew Highway. We've seen it with Barry and Yop. These boutique companies, when they miss their deadlines, whose fault is it, right? It's never really their fault. It's always something else to blame. It's a vendor. It's the weather. It's this. It's COVID. It's that. It's a truck went off a bridge. It's a, you know, it's it's always something else. But the truth is this. 
You should never tell a customer they are going to get a machine on a certain date unless you know 100% that you will have games in boxes, that you will have games ready to ship, and you will have no unforeseen delays. And the best way to do that, what's the best way to basically guarantee that your ship date will happen? What does Stern do? What does Jersey Jack Pinball do? You do not announce when customers can expect their games until you've already started building games and they're going into boxes. By the time Stern Pinball gives you a ship date on a game or even reveals a game, by the time Jersey Jack even reveals a game, those games are already on the line right now. That is the way you have to do it. Why didn't why didn't any of these boutique companies, and I mean it, not just Deep Root, Pinball Brothers, Barry and Yop, you know, Barry when he started making Big Lebowski again, they kept promising people a date by which to expect these games, and the games were not on the line yet, okay? We saw a bunch of parts, we saw a bunch of promises, but people don't want parts in boxes, they don't want promises, they want pinball machines. Now, it's almost like I have to read for you what Robert Mueller said on the latest delay. Here it is. Dear Raza customer, we hope all is well. As promised before, we want to provide an update over what happened in February and where things are going now. Okay, I love the way they start out right away. That wasn't the promise, Robert. The promise wasn't to get an update. The promise you made was to get people games. And he said it. Do we have to go back and read where he said, Raz's will ship in mid-March? You know that's what he said. Okay, then the first thing they update us on is the first excuse, weather. As some of you might know, the winter storms in Texas last week resulted in prolonged power and water outages. The office was closed and all of us faced varying degrees of outages. The outages also impacted the lab doing the ULCE certifications. We we hope those of you impacted are doing well and getting back to normal. I love this. I love this. See, I work in communications and PR. I love this little bit of spin, right? It's like, okay, here's the bad news, but we hope you're doing well. We hope you're healthy and happy. We hope you survived. It's almost like we're good people, even though everything we're about to say is going to go against what we promised you. So don't, don't pay attention to the fact that we're missing all of our promises. We hope you're doing well, everybody. How's your dog doing? We hope he survived the storm in Texas. You know, it's, it's that kind of like mixing of those two things together. Now, the crazy part is this. The UL and CE certification of a pinball machine is something that Deep Root Pinball should have been well aware of. They should have been well aware of how long it took to get certification. They should have known this five years ago when Robert and company started Deep Root Pinball. How is it that they had no idea how long certification would take. The last time we heard about it, it's almost like they were discovering how long it would take because if they knew how long certification would have taken, they never, in December, people forget this, in December when they went around and took orders on Raza and Robert went on different podcasts, Steve Bowden went on different podcasts and the Deep Root team was telling everyone they could expect their games in six to eight weeks. They clearly did not know how long it would take to certify a game when they were making those promises. So it begs the question, 
Who's the project manager over there? Do they even have someone who understands all the different elements and details that are required? Some of them are required by law for you to put an electromechanical device in a box and sell it to customers so you, your thing doesn't burn down their house. Who's running the shop? Who's running the line over there? Like, who is the person? There has to be someone in charge of the line. And that should have been the update. Here's Larry. Larry's the guy who's going to run the line at Deep Root Pinball. Here's Larry's history with manufacturing products. Where is all of this? Where is the actual details on how these games will be made? Okay, then he goes in to talk about ULCE certification. Obtaining a full system certification rather than relying on a non-compliant cascade certification from just the power supply. All right, I don't even know what that means. It's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to certify it the right way. We're not going to do the lazy shortcut route. Oh, thanks guys. I'm so happy. I'm so happy after all these years, you're going to get the real kind of certification we need. It then goes on to say, is important for us to be able to offer quality, compliant, and reliable product. The primary goal for us, for Raza, in February was to get the ULCE certification done. Okay, that was the primary goal. Did they do it? Nope. It goes on to say, unfortunately, the weather prevented that from happening. The last update we received prior to the lab closing was that the USUL was close to being done. The Canada UL needed a few minor corrective measures and the CE was about 75% done. What is 75% done? Okay, so how long did it take to get to 75%? Since we have been unable to work with the lab for the last two weeks, never use the word two weeks, Robert. You should never. I don't even care if it took two weeks. Say 10 days, say 15 days, but if you are a boutique manufacturer, you should never use the phrase two weeks. It is the death knell of any communications by a boutique company because of what Andrew Highway did. It was always two weeks away. This is always the phrase that is used by the company that actually has no clue when anything will be done. It'll be done in two weeks. Okay, so then it goes on to say, unable to work with the lab for the last two weeks, we are hoping to get back in the schedule early next week and finish the outstanding requirements. We are still being told it will take four to five weeks for the final certification and report once all certifications pass. That puts us into mid-April or sooner if we can. Then the most important part, right? It doesn't matter about certification. How can you certify your game if your game isn't fully built? If you don't have all the parts figured out from your vendor? Don't you have to have the final build before you can get a game certified? I don't know. I'm just asking that hypothetically. I'm, I'm, I'm not in manufacturing. I have no idea how to build a pinball machine, but I can definitely read what's going on here. So parts in production. As an update, we have the lock bar, not pin bar as reported and lighted side panel vendors remedied. Okay, I am so confused by this. So they have the lock bar remedied, but not the pin bar as reported. So when you read that, what does that sound like? That sounds like they ditched the pin bar and they have a lock bar remedied. So is the lock bar just the metal that goes around the pin bar? Is that the part that they have manufacturing set up on? And here's the big communications faux pas here. Or is that, I don't even know if it's a faux pas, it's just a huge mistake here. If you have spent all this time drilling into us that you want to replace the lock 
lock bar with the pin bar. The pin bar is the major innovation that separates your company from everybody else. Why are you telling us that you found a remedy for the lock bar? Now you've got me thinking the lock bar is important. The lock bar is the phrase by which you are communicating what the piece is. So what, the lock bar is the metal, the pin bar is the screen in the middle. What is it? And why would you say not the pin bar as reported? And if what you have figured out or remedied was just the metal around the pin bar, why didn't you just say that? Why didn't they say we've remedied a vendor to make the frame around the pin bar? Okay, why not just say that? Why not keep the narrative onto the pin bar? It then goes on to say the last engineering task to improve the stability of the kickstand is going to be complete next week, which will be the last assembly parts to be sourced. I hope you're hearing this, people. It's pretty much mid-March when they promised games would be shipping to you. That was the last promise. They are still saying they need to source parts which can take weeks, if not months, to source parts. These aren't off-the-counter parts. A kickstand for a pinball machine is not something you can stroll into Home Depot and walk out with. It's a whole new thing you need to manufacture and engineer and find a vendor to make. It's not something that happens overnight. So my point again is this. They are saying this basically at the beginning of March. They don't even have all the parts figured out. Then why in December did they do the media tour in which they promised everyone games in six to eight weeks? What is going on here? What is going on here? Okay. It then goes on to say, part orders continue to come in and small parts and sub-assemblies will start as last posted. We received some criticism in reply to the last update about putting an expectation of mid-March for first shipments. This is where it gets great, people. It was meant as an internal goal and external expectation, not a promise of delivery. I want to stop right here because this means everything. This is us stepping in to the mentality of what a lot of these boutiques will do. Let's read what this says again. This was put out there as an internal goal and external expectation. Okay, so if mid-March was your internal goal, and it also is an external expectation. Okay, so Deep Root Company, what the hell is an external expectation if not a promise? So you could expect it from us in mid-March, okay? If a company says you can expect this from me in mid-March, what is that? You don't have to say the word promise, but if I go to my boss at work and I said, you can expect that report on your desk in mid-March, okay. And then mid-March comes and Chris doesn't have that report for my boss. I don't go to my boss, well, boss, that wasn't a promise. That was just me saying it out loud so that I would make it an internal goal for Chris. And I said it out loud so you could have the external expectation to expect it on your desk in mid-March. But because it's not here, it's because I didn't use the word promise. So I didn't promise it to you. So, so basically what Deeper is saying to us right now is don't hold them accountable to what they say at all. Unless they use the word promise, that you should just give them some slack and it's just meant to maybe motivate the internal troops to get it done. But if they don't get it done, it's not their fault. Your expectations were just too high that you could take their word at face value. Do you understand how inane this kind of spin is? So then what are we supposed to believe, guys? 
over at Deep Root, what are we supposed to believe you when you say it's going to ship in six to eight weeks and you said that at the beginning of December, you said by the time order banks are closed in six to eight weeks, games are going to ship. And that put us at mid-February. Then came mid-February and you said mid-March. Now we're at mid-March and you said don't hold us to our word because that was just an internal goal. Don't don't hold us to it because we didn't say the word promise. I mean, are you are you reading this stuff? It then goes on to say, we are sorry for not better communicating that. I don't even understand. How could you better communicate what they said? You, you There's no, like, this stuff is black or white, people. A game is either shipping on a date or it's not. There's no, like, way to better communicate. This is where it gets really good. Since the certifications and receiving all parts are critical to the start of shipments. Really? Really? Having all the pinball parts is critical to shipping a pinball machine. I mean, are you, people, are you reading this stuff? This is, this is just so funny, like the commonsensical nature of all of this. They go on to say, we will not put another expectation here other than to say we want to ship as quickly as we can provide a quality well QAED Raza machine in a box. What that means is this. Every time we've put a goalpost that we've missed, we've moved the goalpost back. Now what we're going to do now for everybody is this. The best way for everybody, everybody to succeed right now under this kind of climate is we're going to remove the goalpost. There are now no longer going to be goalposts. You now can have no expectations about when you can expect your games. That is what this is saying. So if you miss the goalposts, just remove them. And that's the way you do business. People, look, let me just close this out here. It says, we thank you again for your patience. We plan to update customers again by the end of March. If you have any questions, please contact us. Okay, so here's my take on all this. Here's my take on all this. Now, people are, are reading this stuff and saying, well, Deep Root's never going to ship a single game. So you read this, and it is a bit comical that once again, this was the company that was going to ship more games in one year than every single pinball company combined. So on just that level alone, it's a complete joke. I think all of us have given up on any of those big promises from yesteryears around Deep Root Pinball. And now the focus is just this. Can they even go from shipping the most games ever in the history of pinball? Can they just make one game? Can they just do what Spooky did with America's Most Haunted? Can they do what Andrew Highway did with Full Throttle? Can they just make one product? After all of these years, after all of these promises, just one We'll just take one product from Deep Root and then we can go from there. Look, I don't know if this company's gonna succeed or fail. I do hope everybody gets their games, but I do know this. It doesn't matter about Raza and those 150 games. The bigger question is simply this. There had to have been a ton of money spent on all of this stuff. Like, this isn't just J-Pop's one game. This isn't a little Zidware 2.0. There was a huge group of people making animations in Utah. There's John Norris's games. There's Barry O's games. There's more than just this one game. Where's Food Truck? And when are they gonna announce Food Truck? See, the problem with all of this is very simply this. When Andrew Highway had full throttle and nobody really wanted to buy it. I still think they sold more than 150 full throttles. Maybe not, but around there, right? The problem with Deep Root is simply this. For them to actually financially recover and become a viable pinball company, they really need a hit game to sell thousands, at least a thousand units. And he doesn't have Alien up next. He doesn't have Goonies next. 
How is he going to recoup money on all of this spend if the next game is food truck? And at least Andrew Highway knew that he had a title everybody wanted in Alien. So I'm really curious to see, can Deep Root get Goonies more towards the front of the line? And at least show us Food Truck, because here's the other part. I keep hearing from everyone who went over to Deep Root. I know you're going to think it's funny, but I keep hearing that Food Truck is the winner. That Food Truck is the game that has the super cool mechs, that has all the innovations that Deep Root's been promising. And I bet Robert Mueller, to this day, is probably regretting that he put John Papaduke's Raza in front of it all. It's sort of bottlenecks everything. But ultimately, we're going to find out what happens with this. And if I were a betting man, I will say, I will say, I think that they will find a way to get these Razas out because, but I think they're going to throw so much money at it just to get a 160 machines made that there's going to be a hard time moving forward for this company. You can't do it. You can't operate a pinball company with never ending losses. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I get that there's money coming from other deep root funds, but somehow you have to make this business work. And we're going to find out over the next few months whether or not they can make it happen. But my feelings are simply they never should have sold games in December until they knew how to make this game. And they did. And that's why only 130 people went in on it. And out of those 130, how many of those people were carryover Zidware customers? They didn't probably sell a hundred games after all this time. And meanwhile, Stern Pinball makes a hundred games in basically one day. Think about that. Stern Pinball makes 408 games a week. A week. And this company was going to make more games in a year than Stern Pinball. When you look at it like that, you can't help but laugh at this whole thing on some level. Let's go on to the next one real quick. The Pinball Brothers. This is another company where I'm like, why do these boutique companies continue to not understand how you're supposed to do it? Here's how you do it. Again, you make your game. You put your game in a box. When the game is done, when you have it all figured out, that's the moment in which you take people's money. Now, what's comical about the Pinball Brothers is this. This game has already been out. This is Highway Pinball's Alien Machine with a few tweaks. Now, I would argue that some of the tweaks have made this package much less appealing. There's something about this package I just can't warm up to. Those inserts in the middle of the playfield that are where the screen used to be, I think they look horrible. They didn't make the inserts blend in like the inserts on the lower part of the playfield. They're just like these two white vertical boxes that just eat through the artwork. You know, when I look at the details of the Pinball Brothers, this is my big concern, and I've said this before. I don't think these gentlemen have an eye for detail. I don't think they know how to make stuff aesthetically pleasing. Why did they keep the artwork by Auric in this game? The artwork was the weakest part of the game. They had two and a half years to figure out a new art package, submit it for approval, and then make the game look so much better. But they just said, nope, we're just gonna go with this. And I think that's another reason why we don't see the LE package of the game. Here's why there's no LE package of the game. Because they don't even have an LE package of the game figured out. And if history has shown us anything, the smartest way to launch your product is to come out with the high price, nicest version first. Why would they make people wait who are going to spend the most money? And again, this is another company that it's crazy. It's not just like they're building the ship in the ocean. They're building a ship 
on a ship that's being built in the ocean. This thing's already been built. It was a failed endeavor by Andrew Highway. And this is another group of guys, much like over at Deep Root, where they've lost so much money on this game that it's really just pride that is pushing these companies forward. It's not profitability, it's pride. And if you have a lot of money and you're really rich, you can do this. You can keep pushing these pinball projects forward and never see a penny of profit. And I always say, you know, somewhere out there, there's like the partners of the pinball brothers, like the wives and whatnot. And they must be like, what are you doing, man? You're telling me that instead of buying Bitcoin, you lost $2 million on Andrew Highway? If you had put $2 million just in the market over the last few years, just put $2 million in Tesla over the last like three, four years instead of trying to make a pinball machine, it's comical the return on investment, okay? But the Pinball Brothers are another one that just made another silly mistake. They did the media tour. They went on the Super Awesome Pinball Show and they revealed to the world their plans to bring Alien back. And what did they do? Much like Deep Root, they took your money or at least Cointaker took your money. They opened up the order banks. They opened up the order banks before they had a final product figured out. Why do all these boutiques make that same mistake? Why are you taking money? What, what, what good does it do you for Cointaker to hold the money? What, why even do it? Because if you're a boutique, you need to make a bigger statement to get confidence, especially the pinball brothers that are trying to jumpstart a failed pinball company. Now, what would be the ultimate way to show the world that you did it? What would be the ultimate image? Not a bunch of face huggers in a box, not a bunch of play fields with nothing screwed into it. Wouldn't the ultimate way for the pinball brothers to be like, we're bringing Alien back and we're gonna prove it to you right now. And then the pinball brothers open up a door and there's someone recording on a video camera and inside that room is a hundred alien machines already made. How amazing would it have been if Robert Mueller said, you know what, you wanna see our line? I'm not gonna show you our line, I'm gonna show you our product. And Robert Mueller opens up a door and they're lined wall to wall is 150 rosin machines ready to go into boxes. And that's the first time he lets us see behind the curtain. I mean, even American Pinball, remember the photo that got everybody excited when American Pinball was making Magic Girl? Remember when they had like all 20 Magic Girls lined up and John Papaduke was standing next to them? That was the moment where it felt real. Well, at least they've got the games being made and put together. Now, we all know how that story ends, but at least they could do that much. We haven't even seen three Razas together. Think about it. We haven't seen three of the new alien pinball machines together. So here's what the Pinball Brothers said recently. Hi guys, I'm Tim, the Pinball Brothers Facebook admin. I'd like to clear a few things up. I think Tim is one of the Pinball Brothers. He goes on to say, okay, so we have lots of people with the alien pinball experience here anxious to get their hands on the new product. I get that. There's also people who have never seen this beast before. Keep in mind, the videos are mainly designed for those new enthusiasts. I am torn in the middle between people who want some video and others who'd rather wait until the machine is fully done. This is really the only thing I wanna talk about with Pinball Brothers, because right now they're uploading videos which don't really show much gameplay. It's not really like a walkthrough of the final game. It's just little snidbits. Now here's my thing. Why are you trying to lure new pinball enthusiasts to the beast? What is this strategy? This is not a marketing strategy. This is just another boutique company that has absolutely no idea what they're really doing. Like, what is this? You're gonna release little snidbit videos, why? So let me get this straight. There are plenty of customers who paid Andrew Highway in full for their alien games who didn't get their machines. 
those gentlemen are owed machines. They are now gonna get 50% off the price of a new machine. Okay, you owe those gentlemen a video, a gameplay, some footage that shows you know how to build a fully working machine. The problem with the Pinball Brothers entire marketing strategy is they're trying to launch this game as if this game wasn't already launched. They're trying to build excitement with these teasers as if there aren't so many people out there that were burned and robbed of their hard-earned money by Andrew Highway. The problem with the Pinball Brothers is they're pretending this is a new game, that this isn't the Highway game. It's the Highway game. It's almost like the Highway game light. I get they made some improvements, but I really think they removed a lot of the stuff that made the highway package look much better than this package. And instead of showing people full gameplay video, they once again are admitting, much like Deep Root, they don't have a final game yet. They don't have everything figured out. Now, I know there might be five shipping to coin takers, so they probably have five games that they maybe hand assembled, not on the full production line, but I think five games are heading to coin taker and we should see them any day now. Now, look, I do think that Pinball Brothers are going to get this thing off the ground. They are partnered with a manufacturing facility that knows how to make coin-op machines. So there's a lot more to be hopeful for with the Pinball Brothers. But once again, I'm just here to say the part that I just don't get, it's now March. Why did they do their media tour in December? What was the point? I really wish these boutiques would stop speaking before they do the hard work. Get it all done get it completed, and then open up your trap and do your podcast and media tours in which you ask for people's money. If you ask for money a day before your product is final and you're a boutique company, the only thing you're going to do is you're going to disappoint people. It's the worst marketing strategy. Go figure it out yourselves. I'm so tired of the pinball buyers having to get onto these roller coaster rides with these boutique companies, and it's not fair. It's not fair. They shouldn't have to. And it's not just Deep Root. It's not just the Pinball Brothers. It's also happening still over at Dutch Pinball. And for those of you on that train, though, it's almost like you have nobody to blame but yourselves because here's what's happening now, and I, I've been reading the thread. People have been giving coins take her money for their big Lebowskis and they're being told their games will ship in just a few weeks and they're paying up in full for their games. Now what's happening is those games aren't shipping in just a few weeks. Some people have given money months ago and they're still waiting for their games. And when it comes to Dutch Pinball updating the early achievers, that was the whole point in this, in this 12-5 rerun, was that they were gonna sell enough so that every four or five games, an early achiever would get a game because don't forget that Barry and Yop took people's money and didn't get them games and they are trying to make those customers whole, but they've also been horrible, horrible in keeping those early achievers up to date on where their game stands. And every time they show a picture of their factory, because at least they have a factory, right? At least we're seeing where these big Lebowskis are being made. But guess what? Every time you see a picture of the big Lebowski assembly line, guess what you don't see? Guess what's never in any of the photos? People. There's never anybody working there. There's never anyone on the line. Why don't they do us all a favor and take a video? This is advice for all of these boutique companies. Do not send a boutique 
pinball company your money until you see a video of a healthy assembly line. Do not send a boutique pinball company your money until they have shown they can ship a game in a box and a customer opens up and says it actually works, okay? Don't be fooled like I was with Magic Girl. Do not support these boutique companies unless they hold true to their word. So if they tell you this game's gonna ship then, we should take their word for it. And how many years are we gonna let these companies continue to do this stuff? You know, it used to be exciting eight years ago when all these boutiques were throwing their projects into the ring and we thought, you know, we have to support these companies if we want pinball to survive. Well, that narrative is blown up. You don't, you really don't. You're most likely gonna lose your money if you try to support these boutique companies. I mean, we're not even gonna talk about Skip B. I mean, we haven't even talked about the pinball circus people who sold sold people translates for Kingpin. Why did they go and sell people? I think they sold 150 Kingpin translates. And if you bought one, that was your spot in line to buy a Kingpin pinball machine. Do you know how many years ago that was? I want to say that was like three or four years ago. These people who are rebuilding Kingpin, which is great. We want to see the game. But why would you even publicly announce that you are doing this if you had no clue how to make it? Here we are almost four years later where's the game where are the updates i mean you would think that if this is just a few guys building this game in their garage that they would actually be more efficient during covid versus less efficient and that's the thing is that the whole boutique promise is a bust if you really think about it if you add up all of the boutique pinball manufacturers that are out there in the world the majority of them have gone bust the majority of them have ripped off consumers. The majority of them have failed to get products out into the world. And so why would you, who has money, why would you waste your time when you've got all of these other companies that are getting it done, that are executing, that are putting games in boxes and bringing tons of pinball enjoyment to the world? I don't think Boutique Pinball is going anywhere, but I still think Boutique Pinball has a really important role in this hobby. But Boutique Pinball needs to execute better. And I think what happens, and here's the mistake I think they all fall into, and I mean this when I mean this when I look at Robert and then the Pinball Brothers and Barry and Yap, problem they all fall into is this. They want to become pinball famous before they realize how hard it is to make pinball. They want to march into these pinball shows and show the big dogs how it's done. Remember when they brought in Big Lebowski? and they get these stars in their eyes, they're gonna do something that makes them the new belt of the ball. And then they realize they don't have a George Gomez. They don't have 30 to 40 years of experience making these things. That to actually get a production game certified in a box with customer service and parts that are reliable and play fields that won't fall apart and games that won't blow your house up, it's a lot harder than it looks. And everybody should go look at that image on my Facebook page of a young George Gomez at age 26 from Cuba, the American dream. He went into architecture, then did game architecture. He designed the joystick of Tron arcade machine. 26 years old, George Gomez has been working his ass off in this gaming industry. Gary Stern doing it for decades. His father did it. This isn't something you just throw money at. It isn't something that because you have a dream, it's gonna become a reality. 
And I have so much more respect for these big companies, Jersey Jack, everybody over there, everyone over at Spooky, everyone over at Chicago Gaming Company, any pinball company that successfully ships games that work, hats off to you. And man, if you're shipping thousands a year, there is no way anyone is going to walk into your ring and knock you out who has never, ever, ever learned how to build anything in their lives. So that's my final point, is that Boutique Pinball thinks it's bigger than it is before they realize that Stern makes it look easy, but it's anything but easy. This has been episode 562, two for two, just because I had a little bit of time and I've been up all night and I've been watching the baby. It's an amazing thing. It's almost like being in college because I was on night duty and I'm like, wait a minute, here I am at three in the morning playing video games. This isn't so bad. Having a kid is amazing. Talk to you later, everybody. And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you hurt If I could start